feel uncomfortable. No, Where so, do you think you were cooked? I'm just saying that like there's there's a I don't know I feel like there's a subtle way to go about things like Disney it up when you talk about my birth. Okay, so. I swam over to the magical kelp bed. <laughs> curious, I'm curious where this is going to end. Oh, damn. We're in trouble now. Hi. God. <laughs> I'm still getting over the whole red button pushing. I just... I just can't get over the fact that uh, you, you had there was only one button to press and it was red and you didn't know which red button to press well i didn't know if it was the right line i mean this is my first don't look at me like that well, that's the problem is because i was like hey i need you like hey just do this simple task like stand there and you were like what i'm gonna walk away nope seriously having a conversation with you is like playing a game of clue who killed Colonel Muster in the library with the candlestick? You just drop little tidbits of information and then you get frustrated at me for not knowing the answer. I've been around for 30 years and you you can't get that by me by now. Like, <laughs> I was just like, what, are you, what have you been doing this whole I know, time? I know, but when you get like that, I go full barboo. I know, and it's <laughs> so frustrating because I understand now why Papa was so angry all the time. Because oh, yeah. You know what you're doing too, and I know that you know that you're doing it. And I guess you and Brandon are the same way. Yeah, because Brandon does it too. I know better than to like confront you and be like, "I'm going to upset you." So I just go about it very passively, aggressively, and, and I go barboo. Irks me so bad. <laughs> That's why I do. Because Brandon it. does it too. Well, he is barboo. You're the only papa out of the bunch. I don't get it. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out everything, and the worst, the worst was the light. That was the one that got me. Why? What did I do about the light? Because I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, stand here. And you walked away. <laughs> Mani, just stand here. I think the light's coming from the front door. In the other room. Yeah. Did you catch that moment? I was, uh, I was like. Well, I thought as I was walking away, let me tell you what I was playing in my mind. When I was walking away, I'm like, I'm going to teach him a little science. I'm going to teach him that how light works. <laughs> yes, that the light is coming in from the front door, bouncing off the TV and reflecting back onto the refrigerator. So I was very smug walking to the front door. I was even more smug walking back. You're like, I'll show him. And a little disappointed when I figured out it wasn't the right light source. The house wasn't built by Indiana Jones. <laughs> But this is some weird, like, Egyptian trap house. I was waiting for the big boulder to come out. Ugh. Yeah, that was, that was the shining moment. I was like, she's not closing the front door because it's uh, July in California. Yeah, and no. We were, I was going to teach you some science. Yeah. And it didn't work out. I didn't know the science very well. No, this is just like when I learned when I was taking statistics. <laughs> Statistically speaking. Yeah, I'm over here trying to, because I suck at math, but I'm already, like, struggling and having a hard time. And you're like, what are you doing? Statistics, you're like, well, statistically speaking. Yeah, but I think that that's a really strong word. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't, I mean, yeah, if it's a strong word if you use it correctly. But you can use statistically speaking in like, any sentence. No, use it in a sentence. Statistically speaking, I piss you off a lot. Okay, well, that instance, yeah, you're correct. <laughs> but that'd be like if you went to like Starbucks and you're like, I'll have, um, you know, just a regular coffee. And they're like, oh, how much milk do you want in there? You're like an amplicate, um, you know, like a amplification amount no it would be statistically speaking how much milk do you usually put into that particular drink no why not <laughs> how is that sentence not well, relevant okay well that one is kind of relevant okay two for two now come like on let's give me another give me another one um 
I don't know. I can't think of anything because you're just going to turn it into making me seem like dumb. Like I'm the one that doesn't know what statistics are. No, you you absolutely know what statistics are. You just really, it irritated you that I was. It irks me that you some you get the upper hand sometimes. It irks you every time I get the upper hand. Yeah. You but, make stuff up. You're like, no, Brandon. I do not. Yes, you do. You're like Brandon playing Scrabble. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> that made Barbu so mad. I know. The best one was um, third. No, like no. Um, oh god, what was it? it? Was a it was a German troll yeah. in some sort of play in like Algeria, and Brandon thought it worked. And Barbu, we made, we did it on purpose to let Barbu get pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you basically you put any letters in your Scrabble dish into your phone, and it will come There's up a with word a word. For it, yeah. yeah. So that's just, you know, I think that, you know, me doing that is kind of like, that's your Barbu moment. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like, I know what this is. And you're just like, well, it's open for interpretation. Like, you're, like your life would be like, it, like if there was somebody who was doing like a screenplay about your life, it would yeah. be like Lonnie Pike. And then in brackets, it could say open for interpretation. It, it, but that's a very true statement. Yeah. My life is open for interpretation. No, how you interpret life. Oh. is open for interpretation well, how you view speaking. life is open for interpretation yeah see exactly <laughs> because like somebody would look you could like somebody would tell you but like hey listen that you know that tree is green you're like well you know green how you know like green not feeling well green <laughs> like what's wrong with it yeah kind of i get it yeah so but statistically speaking i am right more than wrong no you are not i am too no, i know i know not, i know science no you don't <laughs> One thing I guarantee you, I know more about. I well, I know science like light bounces off of things. Oh, yeah, into the refrigerator. <laughs> into the refrigerator, like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yes. So I think just sometimes, you see, I have worldly knowledge. Mm. And you have worldly worldly yes. worldly knowledge. I can't say it. Worldly, worldly knowledge. knowledge. Yes. See, while you are extremely educated, mm-hmm. um, I've been out on the the, the streets. <laughs> what? What streets? <laughs> the mean streets of Encinitas. <laughs> no. I'm, I, no, I can't. You can't def- what? No, okay, give me an example of the streets you grew up on. How, um, how hard was it for you to live next to the beach? Oh, no, no. The location wasn't bad. Being Papa's daughter was tough. That's not the streets, though. Well, kind of. No. <laughs> Well, okay, so that was a bad example. I'll give you that one. So statistically speaking, <laughs> you're right on that one. Oh, my God. It's, so, it, go it, ahead. No, 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 it's fine. Continue. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, you are very smart, and you have a lot of the, the knowledge of sure. the benefits of college, sure. whereas I have a lot of knowledge of the benefits of being on this planet for almost 57 years. So yours is an experience. Correct. Okay. So I have experience. At? life <laughs> what's okay what's something you've experienced at life well i experienced motherhood okay that's something that i think i have the upper hand on well because yeah you, i am a mom genetically yeah you kind of beat me there yeah so one for me no <laughs> that's a cat no you can't just pick arbitrary things so like oh well i have more experience peeing standing up but that i really don't i'm just saying i do that's probably true yes yes I don't think I ever have. I hope not. Yeah. Maybe an accident or two? What? <laughs> so speaking of birthdays. Birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ours is coming up. Ours is coming up. In two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to... I still remember. I still remember having you not being born. <laughs> you remember that, huh? Yeah, I, I know you get really weirded out about me talking about being pregnant No, with it's you. not that. It's how you say it. Like, I birthed you. I know. That's why I get upset. Because well, it's not that I get upset. It's just that like in context, you always like... It's like you take something that is like super magical, like my birth, right? Yeah. And you're like... Yeah, and then I pushed you out or I cooked you too long. I did cook you long. I know, I'm saying, but you don't need to say that. You don't need to tell people like at the gas station this. <laughs> well, I think people want to know why you are the way you are. And I'm just <laughs> What? <laughs> I just try to explain it that I kept you in for longer than, you know, the doctor said you needed to be in, but you didn't, you were two weeks late. You were, your birth was statistically speaking, two weeks late. So you're saying, so what you're saying is you're basically, you're taking the rap for me being, the way I am. So I you're, think you're, you're, perfect, you're at fault. Though. No, I think you're perfect. Okay, great. <laughs> Defects and all, huh? Defects and all. I think you're 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 pretty cool. But no, I mean talking about your birthday, I mean to me being your mom is probably one of the most magical it is the most magical thing that can ever be. Mm. You know. There's just I mean, you don't understand the bond that you have. I mean, I remember walking around and talking to you when you were, you know, hmm. right in my belly. There you go. Yeah. I'm trying to not make you uncomfortable talking well, about Well, yeah, don't your... say like uterus or things like that. <laughs> Why does uterus make you feel uncomfortable? No, Where so do you think you were cooked? I'm just saying that like there's, there's a, I don't know, I feel like there's a subtle way to go about things. Like Disney it up when you talk about my birth. Okay. So... I swam over to the magical kelp bed. <laughs> curious, I'm curious where this is going to end. And, and the seed was there. The seed? And I, I planted the seed in my garden. I've never been more uncomfortable in my life. I regret saying Disney anything. <laughs> and, and I grew me a baby. And that was you. <laughs> I was going full What kind of weird <laughs> Disney baby byproduct did I come from? I was channeling the little mermaid and finding Nemo. But there's no garden in any of them. Why'd you put me in a garden? Because I was trying to make it as PG as I could. It made me so much more uncomfortable. You don't just, you know. So anyway, I gave birth to you. You did. And Thir- Almost 31 years ago. Almost 31 years ago. And it's just, you know, it's, it's been, it's been cool. It's when I was, okay. So when I was like in, when I was still in your tummy, did you think that you and I would like, that this is how things would turn out? You know, well, I thought you were a girl. Oh, until I was. This sucks. (laughs) You knew this. I know, but like, I forget, I tend to, I I redact these memories. Well, I thought you were a girl until, um, the doctor was worried okay. that then I did a, he did an ultrasound and that's when we figured out you were a boy. I thought this was like, you know, around your first birthday. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, that's a really weird spot for an umbilical. Yeah. Cord. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden those pigtails don't make sense. <laughs> no, um, I had to go in for an ultrasound and I remember it was, um, I was at the doctor's appointment by myself mm-hmm. and he's all like, yeah, I'm a little concerned. So I want to do an ultrasound today. And I was so freaked out. And I remember calling auntie Vicky and she's just like, and she just dropped everything and 
came over and we got That's the, quite another. yeah and um we went together to the um ultrasound place and the lady did her thing and um she's like oh you're having a boy and so Auntie Vicky was actually there oh, really? when um, we found out that you were going to be a boy. And I'm like, really? Because I thought I was having a girl because it just seems so natural because it was me and Auntie Vicky. I just thought it would carry along the girl. And um, you, know, no. you know, that's not how genetics work, though. Well, I don't. I, I know some science, but not all science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and in my little fantasy world of, yeah. you know, finding Nemo. And so, no, we found out you were okay, but you were a boy. And mm. so I took back all the pink dresses that I had bought and mm. rearranged your room. And, um, you know, truthfully, I, I, I couldn't imagine life you as a girl because I think our experiences and, and our relationship is just, I couldn't ask for anything better. Sure. You know? So. Do, you not, do you think we wouldn't have had this relationship if I was a girl? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just know that, you know, through all the hardships that we've been through, I was always really thankful that I had boys because it, you always had like that, like, I got to protect my mom attitude. Mm. And um, I don't know if, if I had had a girl, if that would have been bad or if it had been more like, re, you know, I don't know if there would have been more resentment mm. or, you know, it's, it's a big unknown but um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded you for a girl. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. To, I'm pretty stoked to be a dude. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, and it was just, it was like I said, it was just in my mind what I had built up and what I had thought. And, you know, they're like, do you want to know the sex of your baby? I'm like, I already know. Yeah. Like, don't worry know. about it. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and since you were a boy, I really wanted Brandon to be a boy because yeah. I wanted you to have a little brother. Mm. And no, I'm. I wouldn't redo or undo anything. Cool. You know? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like, it was, it was kind of cool. Like, cause I know Natasha was saying that she, you know, she wished she had an older brother or like an older sister. Oh, is she, a, she's I, an only child. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's pretty awesome having a younger brother, you know? Well, you tortured him enough. I had so much fun just beating him up and now he's bigger than me. So now okay. Now like... when we say beating up, that is one thing I was always really proud about you and Brandon mm-hmm. is that you never physically got into a fight. No, no. We, we, we yelled at each other, but we never like, we were never upset enough to like hit each other. No. Like, we, we, I think because Brandon and I, that's, you know, that's who we had, you know, who we relied on each other. And so I think if we were like, if we were to take it to violence, I don't think we could have come back from, from yeah. that. See, because I was always very, I know as a mother, and I don't know if you remember these lessons or not, mm-hmm. but I was always very adamant about you can't be angry and put your hands on somebody. Yeah. You can't be angry and hit your younger brother just because he's smaller. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to instill that into both of you, both you and Brandon, that, you know, you're going to be big men. You can't resort to um, laying your hands on somebody sure. because they're smaller and weaker. Yeah, or out of like, out of like anger or frustration and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You, and because I remember like some of the kids on the blocks mm-hmm. that I would like... Um, I would see him fighting and I'd be like, wow, what's going on? You know, and to them it was like, okay. And Mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, that is not happening in my family, you know? Hmm. So, but yeah, no. Yeah. You were, you were, you were a cute thing. I was a cute baby? Oh my God. I was in labor forever with you. Really? Just me? What about Brandon? Brandon, no. Brandon was um, super easy. Really? You were a Maybe it's because I was your like I was the first, so like I was it was like 
newer and because it was newer it was more of an experience whereas like brandon was you're like oh yeah i've been here before completely different births really oh yeah with you it's like i was like ooh, i think i'm in labor take me to the hospital and they're like yeah you're like 12 hours early oh really yeah so but we live so far away from the hospital mm. that we're like by the time we drive home we didn't want to go too far so wait, i was born in palm springs but we lived here in temecula wasn't there mm-hmm. a closer hospital there was but um, I drove all the way to Palm Springs to have both you and Brandon because I wanted the doctor. Mm. Dr. Schmidt um, delivered all four grandchildren. Oh, really? Cool. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. Nope. He delivered Kimmy, you, Brandon, and Tanner. Cool. So um, so we were standing over there, and they were like, go to the mall and walk. You know, go do something. Yeah. So finally, that was like at 10 o'clock in the morning. And then by midnight, I'm like, you have to let me in. I cannot walk any farther. Yeah. So... Um, I had, I was just too tired. I wasn't breathing. I wasn't doing anything. And by the time that Dr. Schmidt came in in the morning, he's like, um, we got to do something. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't progressing. You were in distress. Mm -hmm. So by the time you, by the time I actually gave birth to you, um, you unfortunately had a lot of the drugs that were in my system were in your system. Mm. So they had to actually give you stimulant or, um, adrenaline adrenaline to get you going. Yeah, that's so, right. Because I didn't, I came out and I was asleep or not breathing or something. You were just you were you were drugged up. Mm. I mean, it was just you were too lethargic. Sure. So and that was like the most horrific thing. It's like I was a brand new mom. You know, I had just given birth to my mm-hmm. baby, and they're like, "See ya." Yeah. I couldn't feel anything from my waist down because of the epidurals. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the doctor, the nurse, everybody went running out of the room, and I'm like, I remember laying there, and I'm like, okay. If I throw my body off the bed yeah. and I start like... Like some Kill Bill status. Yeah, yeah. like start army crawling around the, the floor. I'll find my baby. And yeah. by the time that happens... Would they take off with me or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, they did? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they had to... Um, Barbu was actually in the um, visitate, like the little window. Yeah. And they were um, shooting you adrenaline in your feet. Mm, that's what Barbu kept saying. Yeah. She'd always used to say that. And then she'd pinch my bottom of my feet when I was being mean. <laughs> that sounds like my mom. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's just, it, and it's like little things like that, little things like that, that carry along. And they were just like, you know, they make it being a mom even more special Sure. because to me, it's like being a mom is a gift. You don't, it's not a guarantee. I mean, I, of course I gave birth to you, but having a relationship with you is a gift that I don't think should be taken for granted. Okay. How old were you when you had me? How how old were you? I was 25. 31 years ago? Yeah, but I was 25. And um, I turned 26 three Three days days after. That's crazy. And that's what's kind of crazy. Sometimes I think about it, especially when you're like, oh, like today when you're like, oh, I'm turning 57, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, like you you and I have, it's crazy to see like different walks in life. Like you by 25, you know, you already had me. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 25, uh... I don't even know what I was doing. By the time I was your age, I was a single mom of two trying to support us. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm like, yo, I got matching PJs. This is, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I had my kids younger. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wasn't super young, but you know, mm. I was I, in my mind. I thought I was younger. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I was already married, divorced and trying to figure you out. You were my divorced life. when, when I was born. No, by the time I was 31. Oh, by the time you're 31. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's weird because it feels like it was like yesterday, but it also feels like it was like 31 years ago. You know, it's really weird is it just, 
stopping and having that moment of realizing that you were the same age as I was when that all happened mm-hmm. is just kind of like, wow. Yeah. Because when I look at you, I look at you like you're like, you know, like you're a teenager. Still? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're always going to be my son and mm. I'm, always, you know, and that's just a really cool thing about like, especially like our relationship now, it's, um, it's finding that new ground, Sure. you know, of like, I'll always be your mom. And, but I also know that you're an adult man and I just have to support your choices, mm. you know, instead of being like, no, no, let me wear a sweater. <laughs> you still do that shit. I know I can't help it. You I'm do sorry. that every, you know what you said to me the other day? It's hot out. You should drink water. I was worried about your dehydration. Like, <laughs> I don't think, and that's the problem is I don't think like, I don't think I'll ever get able be able to shake that. What, me. having a mom? No, like, I, I guarantee, like, I'm still, like, forever and always going to be told to, like, wear a sweater because it's cold outside. Or, like, bring a jacket, it's raining. Like, yeah. See, the, the thing is, is I have to know the difference between being, like, your mom and giving you guidance and smothering you. <laughs> don't look at me like that. When, when, I mean. It, <laughs> okay. Smothering is when I make you go to the emergency room because I think you you think I have malaria. (laughs) Oh, yeah, malaria. Malaria, because I got back from Indonesia and I was cold because it was 95 degrees and 100% humidity and it was 30 degrees here. Okay, you cannot tell me. You cannot be like, hi, I just spent weeks in a jungle full of rats and then come home and be like, I'm cold. It was it was winter. It's winter here. When I came back, I was in a rainforest for weeks. Yes, and I understand that, but it was all the symptoms led up to me believing no. that you needed to go tell them that you just came in from a different country and you perhaps should be just no. checked out. Uh, you heard hoofs and you thought zebra, <laughs> and I was like, the zebra just needs a jacket. He'll be fine. Yeah, well, I mean, but the good thing is, is that you were fine. Is that is that yes. the good news? Yeah. Because it was like the whole scenario was so over the top. I'm never allowed back in the hospital. You're but never allowed, uh, as I'm I'll, beating the door down. Yeah, that was so bad. I'm gonna. Yours is. It should be fine. Cool. So the story goes that I'm in Indonesia. I'm mm-hmm. in the Java rainforest. I agree um, so far. Yes, I'm in the Javan rainforest tracking Javan rhinos, which are very, very hard to find. They're one of the, I think they're one of the top five or top ten hardest animals to photograph in the world, um, which is crazy because they're they're very, very large animals. I was gonna say they're big. They're huge, um, but they're super, super skittish, and they're they can navigate the rainforest incredibly easily. So they're very hard to find. So weeks in the Javan rainforest, and you know Indonesia's a, a hot country. I come, I come back home and it's, you know, raining. It's like 30 degrees. It's cold. And what? what? Let's hear it. I think, I, think you're, I think you're painting this picture a little bit more favorable. Well, in it's accurate. Your, no. It, in your, okay. In your, you're trying to paint it in your favor. Okay. How would you describe it? It was a mild wind. Shut up. No, it was not. It was raining and cold because I remember the fireplace was on for like two weeks. Because you came home with... Malaria. I did not have malaria. Well, you had the symptoms. No, I didn't. I was cold. And then you were like, well, the only sickness I would think that he might have is malaria. Then you shouldn't have told me about the the rats 
in your... But, but rats don't carry malaria. It's mosquitoes. Then you should have told me that. I did. Statistically speaking, this is your fault. <laughs> but anyway, what happened? Oh, okay. So then you're like, you know, for like the fourth day, you're like, I don't feel good. I'm like, just go I, to... I said I was cold. And you said, you have malaria. Go to the hospital. I said, just go to the hospital. And ho- you would not let me go. Yes. I'm like, just go to or the hospital. Or you wouldn't let it go. Because yeah, you were like, go to the hospital. Go yeah. to the hospital. Go to the hospital. Yes. And finally, just to... Reluctantly. To... Keep me quiet, and you went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember what you? Do you remember what happened when I got there? Yes. What happened? Apparently. No, no, no. Before that. What? I'm. I was like, oh, okay. If I go to the hospital, will you stop talking, and you're like, or you stop bringing it up, and you're like, fine. And I and I sent you that text. I go, all right. I went to the hospital, and then you called me. I'm in traffic, but I'm on my way. <laughs> Mom, nobody asked there you was, to come. There was no part of that text that you say, do not show up. Yeah. And there is no part of any text that says, I'm going to go to a hospital mm-hmm. that is going to ever include me not going yeah. there too. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, no, don't come. Don't come. Oh, yeah. I'm all like, what I heard was, hurry, mommy, hurry. No. See, because uh, I thought you had such bad malaria that you were delu- I was delirious. You were delusional, and yeah. what you were really trying to type was, "I need you come faster." Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, I remember getting there yeah. as I went bursting through the door. Yeah, you know, my hair standing straight up. Where's my son? Mm. And remember, somebody came back, and they're like, "Yeah." So I'm talking to the nurse, right? And the nurse is like, "Hey, what's up?" I got nothing. I just, my mom thinks I have malaria. I don't have malaria, but can you just run the test? And she was like, malaria, huh? That's kind of weird. And I was like, I know. And so I was like, <laughs> you haven't met my mom. Yeah. I was like, I was explaining to like why I, she may think I have malaria. And she was like, oh, okay. And so we're talking and like, she's super cool. And you know, I remember we we're talking, I think we we're talking about Nindo. And all of a sudden this nurse comes in and she's all flushed and sweating and like out of breath. And she goes, is there a, is there a little boy in here? And, uh, and we were like, no, it's just us. And they were like, there's a mother outside who's looking for her lost son. Her son's somewhere in here. And I was like, that's 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 me and she was like but you're an adult and i was like yeah try telling her that you know like and then remember what happened when i walked out did they give you a lollipop no they walked out and you're like oh that's him everyone he's here it's okay he's safe they they know all about you and you told the entire waiting room that i was in there getting tested for malaria okay so what you didn't realize is that while you were in the waiting room because back then you had really long hair Remember? Yes. Uh-huh. So there was some guy who mm. could clearly see my distress. Yeah. And he's like, does your son have long hair? And I'm like, yes, have you seen him? And he's like, yeah, he's in the back. I'm like, good. And then he made the little snide remark mm-hmm. of when's he going to cut his hair? Yeah. Which and was like the number one thing people, people either loved my hair or they wanted it gone. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And so while I was very thankful that he, you know, told me that my son was in mm-hmm. back in being treated, I'm like, why would he need to cut his hair? And, you know, and part of me wanted to thank him. And then part of me had to sit there and reprimand him for telling you anything about your hair. You know, and it's so weird to think about it because it's like, you know, I get grief kind of for what I look like. And you got grief for what you look like when you were younger because you had that long hair. I had really cool long hair. It just kept getting dread, like it was getting dreadlocked and like surfing and. Um, in the rainforest and stuff like that. And just, it made more sense to cut it. Yeah. Anyway, I was doing a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I needed that cut too. Yeah. But it was weird that, it's weird how people, they're like, well, I have to say something. And it's like, I know. Like, I don't understand where people, where people's like motives or where they think they, 
like that this moral high ground that they think they have to take and like you know tell like tell me their opinion like I don't care I don't get it because you know what I've never walked up to anybody being like your hair is too short you need to let it grow like the balls on somebody to like walk up to somebody and be like hey I don't like how you look See, I personally, and this is just the way I look at it, and it might be wrong, it might be right, but I think people, when they see, like, you with your long hair, expressing Mm -hmm. yourself, being free, being, you know, doing whatever you want. You just came back from Indonesia in the rainforest, you know, looking for rhinos. I was not hunting. Well, you were not hunting. I stopped myself. But you were looking for rhinos. Coolest experience ever. It was really fun. And here's this middle-aged old guy Mm -hmm. who is miserable in his life. You could tell it just by the way his body language of him and the person he was with. And instead of him being like, wow, you know what? I, I applaud that young man Mm -hmm. for, for following his dreams. Or maybe I can get a little, you know, motivation and do something different myself. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, he wanted to make you feel bad. Sure. It's never about, it's never really about the hair or the tattoos or anything like Mm -hmm. that. It's about these people's own, um, no self-worth or not liking themselves. Sure. They just want to make you feel bad about your choices of individuality. Sure. Yeah. They're like, well, I'll feel better if I make him feel bad. Exactly. Yeah. I remember going to um, Krispy Kremes mm-hmm. one time and the guy behind the counter said something about your hair. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, just ring up the damn donuts and don't talk about my son's hair. Yeah. You know? See, I always liked the long hair because it was like, I don't know, it was like a symbolism to like that I stood out kind of thing. Not so much of like I rebelled against. It was your individuality. Yeah, it was my individuality. You know, I was, I was, I was, it was like the hair was like almost my identity. Mm-hmm. And then, but it got so bad that like that's all people knew me by. And I was like, you know what, like, I'll, and that was one of the, like, the things that was made it hard to cut. I was like, well, if I cut my hair, people aren't going to know who I am. And they gave you grief for cutting your hair. Yeah. Then they, yeah. Then people started giving me shit for cutting my hair. Yeah. They gave you shit for having it. And then they gave you shit for cutting it. You just can't win with people. Yeah. I still remember people being like, oh, why'd you cut your hair? Mm -hmm. I liked it so much. Yeah. Instead of being like, wow, I'm really proud of you for exploring your own exploration of individuality. Yeah. You know, does that mean that, you know, you can never change? You can never evolve? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't expect to, to grow because people are comfortable with how you look. Yeah. And, you, and it's almost like the whole philosophy of like, don't worry about pleasing other people because you're never going to please them. Sure. You know, you just have to please yourself mm-hmm. because no matter what you do, people are going to say something. Yeah. People are always, people, yeah. Somebody's always got something to say. Always. You know, but it's kind of weird though, because like, you know, if I hadn't cut my hair, I wouldn't have wanted to go to San Francisco to find a barber. If we wouldn't have found a barber, we wouldn't have found Ken. Ah, oh, Ken. You know. Ken, the, the third son I never had. Yeah. So... But we'll be there. We'll be there soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's just, it's weird to think that like, it's something as simple as cutting your hair could lead to what is now a great friendship with Ken, you know? Yeah. I still remember the first, when you cut your hair, you were so sad because you didn't like the haircut. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, it's not that. Yeah, I didn't like it because like, I, she, it was a salon, right? So yeah. it wasn't somebody who was used to cutting men's hair. And I wanted a, a fade, right? But well, I didn't know at the time it was a fade and I wanted a fade and it was just like poofy up top. And I, I remember sitting down with Ken. I'm like, yeah, dude, I want like this gone and I was like and I didn't even explain to him he's like you want this gone right here and he grabbed it and I was like that's exactly what I want I want yeah. that I want that to go and then you know looking lo and behold you know I mean it's turned into a great friendship yeah yeah and it's like I couldn't imagine anybody else cutting our hair because I mean believe it or not I mean I actually get my hair cut at a barbershop in San yeah. Francisco also yeah you know it's kind of cool how it works out like that yeah I still remember it's just like ask Ken if he'll cut my hair yeah you remember mm-hmm. what happened there too when I when I had to go make an appointment? You are the worst communicator. No, I am not. You really no, because are. Because what happens is, is I tell you exactly what's happening and then you 
you would somehow interpret to what you want to hear. It's the exact same thing with the subway car. Oh, okay. So no, when, okay. So the thing is, is that Robert went in and got his haircut and he's like, I really want to come back and get my haircut again. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So we're walking by there anyway. We were going to the Castro district yeah. and I'm like, when we're walking by, just go in there and make another appointment. We will come back up to San Francisco to get, you know, for the appointment. And you're like, great. Come on, mom. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> so I heard, come on, mom. And you know what? I, you don't have to tell me twice. I gallivanted in there with you. Yeah. So nothing. I mean, and I get it. It's probably a little awkward taking your mom in there to help you make a haircut appointment. Yeah. But you shouldn't have invited me if I you did didn't not. I said, there. wait here. I'm going to go book the appointment real quick. And then I, I'm talking to the the receptionist guy and he was like, all right, let me go get Ken. And I look right and I look left <laughs> and I see you and it kind of like jumped. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? I know. And know? Then I, thought it, I thought it was funny. Ken's like, so how do you like his haircut, mom? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's really good, but where's his lollipop? Yeah. But I mean, it ended up turning into a cool relationship. Yeah. You know, so. And it, just like the subway. No. Okay. So we were in San Francisco for, we went on, we marched for science. That was the yeah, was trip. Was that the day? Yeah. Yes. So I had already just driven eight hours. Okay. So I was a little fatigued. All right. We had, we drove up to San Francisco. We got up at like two in the morning. Got up at two in the morning. We got there and I didn't want to drive in the city or park in the city. So we parked in the airport, took the BART into the city, mm-hmm. marched for science. And um, we ended up in the Tenderloin. And if you're ever... Yeah, we ended up, it was... We the, were in, okay, we were at the Civic Center. Which is... In, which leads to the Tenderloin. We were... No, because the march ended at um, City Hall, which is in the Tenderloin. I know, I'm just saying, but like, but in the, at the place of the story, it was at Civic Center. Yes. So, you know, it, I was tired. I had just marched and we were in the Tenderloin. And I'm like, let's go. I'm done. So we get to the BART mm-hmm. and um, we're there and a subway is pulling in and I'm like... Is this the subway that we need to take to yeah. the airport? Cause, yeah, because there's different rail lines. Yeah. So some some go to the airport, some don't go to the airport. Yeah, they could have stopped it, di- not gone any farther than Daly City yeah, or, or something or like along Dublin that Dublin or line. Richmond or anything like that. Exactly. So we're on the platform. Doot, doot. Here comes the subway. And I'm like, is this the is this the train? And out of Robert's mouth is, I don't know. Let's get on it and find out. No, you liar. Why? Who would who would reason in? We were that? going in the right direction, so I thought the we were just subway gonna, did go the right direction. So I thought we were just going to jump on the train, figure out if that was if we were on the right train. If we weren't, we'd have gotten off on the platform a couple of stops down the way. Yeah. So he says, "Jump on, mom." In my mind. Yeah. And so I get on the subway, and as soon as I get on the the subway, whoosh, the doors shut right behind me, and I am like where's my baby <laughs> who's standing on the platform giving me a look like what the fuck mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i just like who that'd be like you're like is this poison and you taste it and you're like huh i would have tasted it to save you oh my so God. needless to say i have a full-on i wouldn't say panic moment but i was more worried that i had left my baby on the station <laughs> who was 30 ish i had left my baby on the station so then I'm like, where's the emergency stop? I got to get off the train. And just because it's red doesn't mean it's an emergency stop button. I'm like trying to press every red button. Everything. It's like a hinge. And so finally, you know, and sometimes 
the people in the city can be a little jaded, but they were very kind to me. As you were stress sweating and crying. <laughs> I was letting off a musky odor. Yeah. So then they're all like, that's not an emergency stop. You'll be fine. So yeah. I'm like, okay. So then in my mind, because I'm super cool and I'm just, you know, just super smooth under pressure. Yeah. I call Robert. I'm like, Robert. Stay where you are. I'm going to get off at the next stop and I'm going to Uber back to you. <laughs> you did not say it as calmly, but yes. Yes. That's what you said. Maybe a little bit of a high pitched squeal there that sounded like the brakes yeah. of the subway. Yes. So he is all like, oh my God, just get off at the next platform and I will come. I will get on the, the train and I'll, I'll meet up with you. Yeah. So I'm like, doesn't sound as good, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Likely story, but all right. Yeah. Yes. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to get off at the next station. What's the next station was Powell. Yeah. All right. So there I am. And I'm all like pretending to talk on the cell phone because I wanted to blend in. Sure. And it was, there was a couple of people on the platform and then one little maintenance guy with a broom. One janitor. <laughs> one janitor guy. with a broom and his little sweepy thing. So here I am pretending to talk on the phone and I'm like three inches away <laughs> from the janitor. And he would kind of like give me a little side eye and then go sweep somewhere else. And they'd be like, ah. And even like try to shake me, then yeah. you'd like walk away a little bit faster. Yeah. And I'd be like, hold on. Yeah. I'll be right there. We're coming. Yeah. Cause I remember getting off the subway and I was like, I'm looking for you. And all of a sudden you're with the maintenance guy. Well, yeah. You know, Cause I thought it would be like cool to like stand next to somebody. Yeah. You're that... like, bye bar rule. Here's my son I was telling you about. <laughs> Say hi to Sally. You know, yeah. hope the kids are doing well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Give my love. Yeah. yeah. So needless to say, and it was one of those moments where it was like turned into slow motion. Yeah. And I'm all like, Robert, and I will say, I think I, I got lectured for about another two years. Yeah, and but I took the lectures well. Yeah, but you still don't communicate very well, and I still don't know whether or not I should get on subway trains. Just don't, though. Like, if I would say, like, well, that's also too, like, at the same time, like, where it's like, where you have to protect me, you're also kind of like vindictive. And no. What happened? Remember when you tried to push me off the subway train? I was trying to teach you life skills, and it was not the it was the tram at okay, the it airport. Tr- it was like yeah, it was a tram at the airport. There's a big difference between jumping on a subway that you told me to get on. No, nope, false. And trying to teach you life skills. Uh, yeah, tell them about these life skills you're trying to teach me. Okay, so we were on the tram at the airport, and it goes around. And for some reason, um, I think it only had one track. So yeah, something like that. It, yeah, so it was a very long tram ride to get where we wanted. And Robert's standing there, and, and he's, like, looking at his phone, and the door opens behind him. Which don't Whoosh, normally happen. Which don't normally happen, but since we were the, there was only one tram, it opened up anyway. So then the door opens, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, he has no knowledge that the door is open behind him. So if I were to run up and push him out of the tram, it would teach him a lesson. <laughs> So needless to say, I didn't push him, but I told him I could have. Yeah. So I thought it was a good life lesson. Yeah. You were like, you should always check your surroundings because I almost just Spartan kicked you off the tram. Yes. And that's a Papa thing. Papa always said to check your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I cannot go into a restaurant and not have my back to the wall. Okay. You know, I, I don't, can't remember the last time we were in a restaurant. No, but I don't like, like if you go someplace, like I went for my notary test yeah. I sat at the very back of the room because yeah. I didn't want anybody behind me. Mm. So I'm just saying, to me, it's like a natural like sure. predator thing because mm-hmm. I'm. Sometimes I think you're a little bit more of an antelope. No, I am not. 
just because I don't jump on the first subway I see or think I have some sort of mosquito insect <laughs> illness doesn't mean I'm an animal antelope kind of thing. Well, I'm just saying I'm very prey-like. I'm very like... <laughs> no, if anything, you I, I get in the situations I get in are because of you. Okay, so now, Barbu used to get me in fights. Yes. All right. I try not to get you into fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do try to avoid that. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, you know, certain situations are that they are that they happen to happen. Sure. But I, I always try to avoid that because I remember thinking like with Barbu, I'm like, why are you trying to get me to bare knuckle fight this lady? Yeah. But it always made her feel good to know that somebody would protect her. Sure. So, but yeah, no, like um, I remember one time we were at the Padre game and we'd been drinking. Barbu had some beers under her belt. Which is so funny because she always denied that she had ever been drunk. Oh, yeah. No. And she was a mean drunk. Really? Oh, yeah. So we're, we're at the Padres game and they were playing the Chicago, the Chicago Cubs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're in the bathroom and two of the largest Chicago Cub female fans I've ever seen came walking in. Yeah. So Barbu starts mouthing off to them. Go back to Chicago. Chicago sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And these people are looking at Barbu and they're like, she's the meanest little thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, she's scrappy. Yeah. So then she's not that scrappy. She's all like, they started to say something back and she's like, well, let me just introduce you to my daughter. And I'm like, I'm five to a hundred yeah. pounds. And these women are like 175 pounds each. And I still remember, I'm like, why did you get me into that fight? So I had to like get into their faces to get out of the bathroom. Yeah. So I would never try to put you into a situation like that. Oh, thank you. But I remember like when we were in line at Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. And remember that guy? That oh, really yeah. Those, oh, they're so upsetting. Yeah. If nothing else, I would have just been, I would have just as soon gotten out of line and just been like, I don't even want to be near these mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, no, it was, we were in. You can tell them the story. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're. We whenever we go to San Francisco to get our haircut, right? And we always go to the same pizza shop because it's our favorite favorite pizza shop. And next door to the pizza shop is like a seafood or like Italian place, and that's where I don't know. They were youngster kids, and you know they had been drinking. And it was this one guy, and he had a bottle of champagne. And he was like shaking it up, and he was like he was doing the motion like he was gonna pop the cork on us waiting in line. And I got so heated. I just remember you looking at him and shaking your head, and that was like such a papa thing to do. Yeah. It was just like, no, you're yeah. not, and you're like, I'm going to hurt you if you do that. Yeah, because I'm not a violent person, but I also don't take any shit from anybody. Yeah. And more so, I wouldn't let, I mean, like, it w- I wouldn't even care if I got champagne on me. Like, I would have been upset, but like, it was, if you would have gotten wet, I would have I lost it. I was already like, they're going to have to bail me out of jail. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is, is that like the way that they were acting was really mm-hmm. hard because it was like triggering. Yeah. Cause it it's was, something I would have done when I was drinking. And it is exactly something I would have done when I was drinking. And so I was already irritated and triggered. And mm-hmm. so were you. Yeah. Um, and I just remember you were just, you were, and he looked at you and he didn't do it. So yeah. I, as drunk as he was, I think he realized he was going to have mm-hmm. problems yeah, because I mean, I've never, I've never been in a fight. I mean, I know how to fight. Mm-hmm. Like you know, with all the boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm confident that I would know how to handle myself, but I would never willingly get in a confrontation until somebody or something puts you in in danger, kind of thing. Yeah, well, the simple fact that you know how to take care of yourself mm-hmm. means that you don't have to prove it. Yeah, and that's one thing that I thought was kind of interesting with like learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu and like learning boxing is like you, you learn how to defend yourself enough to know that you don't ever want to be in a fight. You know, because it's not cool. 
to fight somebody, especially like, you know, something like a disagreement. Like if somebody was in a disagreement, like, cool, man, you win. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Peace. You know, but like, yeah, I, I would have, I would have thrown hands on that guy. Yeah. Cause Papa always used to say, don't ever start a fight, but don't ever walk away from mm-hmm. one. And that's always been like really in my mind. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, I'm too old to fight, mm-hmm. but I couldn't walk away from somebody who was trying to. Yeah to hurt us yeah, do no harm but take no shit see and that's just the thing it's like whenever we're, we're somewhere and situations come where it's like you know like let's just say we're somewhere and we have to defend ourselves mm-hmm. you're always more worried that i'm gonna jump in yeah than anything else that's my nightmare that's like the worst case scenario is like i'm in a you know if god forbid i ever get an altercation with somebody you would come in and try to help and then you would get hurt because I, I mean, I would, I know how to handle myself and well enough to to be okay, but I would, I would hate for you to come in, try to help, and then you get hurt. Like that would be, that'd be the ultimate. Do you know how hard lose. it would be to set back and not try to help? Yeah, you? but I would need you to though. I know, but to me, that's like the ultimate nightmare. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate nightmare for you is to have me help, and mm. the ultimate nightmare for me is not to help. Yeah, but you got to think though, like at at your age, and you know, you're smaller than most people. Like you would. You would end up. I gotta tell you though. Let's just say worst case scenario, you're down and somebody's like, like, over you. Mm -hmm. I would, I would not be able to just let that happen. I mean, and I'm sorry, and I know that you wouldn't want me to, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't just sit there and watch somebody hurt you. Sure. You know. So my thought is, is we just run. Yeah, I mean, honestly, (laughs) I'm okay with that. There's not a, there's not a lot that would be like, I have to stick this out. No. You know, because there's a lot of shitty people out there that like would, like not play fair yeah and that's just the whole thing it's it's like <clears throat> i have nothing to prove yeah, I, am, I don't care so but I, I mean if we ever were in that situation where we had to defend ourselves mm-hmm. for our safety that's mm-hmm. a different story sure. but other than that i'm okay with like hey do you want to run yeah peace peace yeah. out because otherwise we would end up fighting because i'd be trying to help you and you'd be trying you'd be mm-hmm. mad at me yeah. so but that's the that's the perplexity of our our, of our lives that's our yeah it's our relationship in a nutshell yeah statistically speaking i'm just like stay away and you're like let me help you (laughs) yeah i'm gonna swing my purse yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah. you ended up pinning me yeah i know but like i said to me it's like it's really hard to let the whole mother bear thing go Mm. so yeah and Mm. i couldn't be that one where it's like yeah well i guess that's your problem that yeah true you know, it would be the, you couldn't sit there and watch anybody hurt me anymore that I could sit there and watch somebody hurt you. Yeah. So we'll just have to make sure that never happens. Yeah. Let's just, let's just avoid it. Yeah. Cool. Well, good. Yeah. Let's, um, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Um, so we're going to start posting these podcasts on Mondays. What time do you want to start doing on Mondays? You're in charge of that one. Let's do it like Monday morning. So let's do, um, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Perfect. So it'll be three o'clock Pacific Standard Time mm-hmm. or th- 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And yeah, we'll start making it a thing. And yeah. then if you guys would like, um, any, any, any topics or anything like that for us to cover, you can just, um, message us on any of your social medias. Yeah. So you, yeah. Where, where should they find you mom? Gray hair and tattoos on both on- Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, yeah, don't. Um, Facebook is a real hard one. I don't really monitor that one mm-hmm. very well, but I would say more um, probably Instagram. Cool. Okay. Instagram seems to have the easiest. Or if you wanted to, because um, it's going to be on YouTube, they can mm-hmm. actually respond right there on YouTube. Yeah, in the comment can, section. Yeah, yeah, we can we can monitor that. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I, this was a lot of fun, and and this is just the thing is is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's yeah. so many stories. There's so much con. You know. Yeah. This is. 
I, I can't even begin to tell you how many adventures and stories. Yeah, this is us just not knowing what to talk about. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll catch you guys um, next Monday. Yes, next Monday at 6 o'clock Eastern Percent. Eastern, Eastern Standard, Standard Time. time. Yes. Not Eastern 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. East, yeah, 6 a.m. Yeah, what he says, because yeah. he's the smart one. There we go. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just cute. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right.